You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 140. In this episode, I'm speaking to Matthew Kimberly about how to sell anything without being salesy. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Matthew Kimberly, sales trainer, speaker, and creator of the professional persuasion. I saw Matthew speak last year and wanted him to share with you his simple process of selling in any situation without feeling like you're selling out. You can find links to Matthew at sigrun.com forward slash 140, and there you'll also find show notes of this episode. I'm super excited to be here with Matthew Kimberly, who I met at the Youpreneur Summit, like so many of my recent guest speakers. And I was there, of course, to see new people that I hadn't seen before and find new wonderful guest speakers. And Matthew was one of them. Thank you for being on the show, Matthew. Thank you so much for having me. It's a huge pleasure. I feel that the pleasure is, in fact, entirely mine. (laughs) Well, I loved your presentation because it was about sales. And not many people are so comfortable talking about sales. Some think it's icky, they don't want to be salesy. And I guess it's why a lot of entrepreneurs and my audience is pretty much 90% women have an even harder time with this. So I thought this is a wonderful topic to cover with you based on also what I saw you speak about. So before we dive into that, how come sales is your topic? I was always steeped in sales. I started off doing performance, really, you know, theater and street performance and busking and things like that. And, and, you know, you have a choice of either performing for applause or performing for cash. And I got addicted to both, really. As I gradually got a bit older, I gravitated towards the sales profession. And my first 10 years or so were were learning the ropes in various sales jobs from timeshare to telesales to professional services ended up launching a recruitment company, which is essentially a sales job where we're, we're selling people to companies. And once that came to its natural end, my natural pivot point, I thought, what could I do to double down on the bits of the job that I really love, or the bits of the, my career that I love? And that was selling and teaching people how to sell. And so I thought if I could become a full-time sales trainer, then that would be a great move. And so I moved into that. And what a lot of people were actually more interested in was hearing how I set up a company and how I established a company. So, you know, sales is great, but you have to have something to sell. So I was preaching the, the values of being able to sell yourself and being able to, I live in Malta now in the Mediterranean and I used to live in Belgium and I could do my work from anywhere. And people were very, very interested in this. And they were interested in how to set up their company. So I got enrolled in a school called the Book Yourself Solid School of Coach Training. Which I is love that right. one. Well, I haven't done the school, but I have the book. 
Right. Huge fan of the book. So yeah. Michael Michael Port wrote that book, and and I signed up to his school, and within about a year, I was the head of the school, and I was training all of the Book Yourself Solid coaches on how to teach Book Yourself Solid to their clients, and then became head of Book Yourself Solid worldwide, and helped Michael set up his next company, which was Heroic Public Speaking, and stayed there for about half a decade. And then Michael remains, you know, one of my best friends, godfather to my youngest son, and. Probably about two years ago, I realized I was no longer needed and I was probably slowing the organization down. So I moved it into more capable hands and now I'm a sole operator, if you like. And Book Yourself Solid is, is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's almost been my Bible. Well, it has been my Bible and it's been the Bible for many of my clients. It's a comprehensive system. You have to start with an idea, start with a group of people that you want to serve and build a business around that. And if you apply it, it works very, very quickly, very comprehensively and it's evergreen. So it's not about Instagram ads or getting Facebook likes. It's none of those things. It's, it's evergreen. The bit in it, I felt always that was less comprehensive than all the rest was the sale. So you've got your foundation in place, you've got your trust and credibility factors in place, you have your sales cycle, you have your always have something to invite people to offer, your brand building information products, uh, you've got your pricing perfect, and then there's the super simple selling component, which is fantastic for getting into sales conversations. And I really strengthened that. I found that while I was in the school, some of the value that I added was helping people close the deal. So that's where I have focused my efforts more recently in, in the last couple of years. I love that. I'm a super fan of that book. So anyone who hasn't read it, you read it. But now that missing piece actually how to close the sales. When I talk about mistakes with my clients, I said, sometimes you're asking too early. <laughs> you haven't warmed up your audience or you're asking way too late. You're like, oh, I should have offered something. And I, I think this is something that you have to make the mistake and feel like, oops, that was a mistake. And then you learn from it. But you have a system. You just Correct. described, yeah, what is your system called? So the system is, I think you mentioned it earlier on that, you know, you have 90, 95% of your audience, your client base, uh, your prospect base are women. And they perhaps, I'm not sure I agree 100%, but they perhaps feel a little bit icky in any more than men do, because men also feel bad. They just perhaps don't admit it. I think that's probably the difference. They, they feel perhaps a bit icky about asking for anything. So instead of doing an ask, I think you rely upon a system instead of having to come up with the right answer, instead of having to be brave, which is a terrifying thing at the best of times, we instead rely on a system. This is the way that you do things. This is the process that you follow. Much the same as you have a process for brushing your teeth, or you have a process for making sure that your kids get on the school bus, or you have a process for ensuring that you don't miss a plane. You have a process for ensuring that you give your prospect every opportunity to buy. And, and the system that I've developed is called the professional persuasion system. There are 15 principles. I don't know if we'll have time to go through them, but I think you have to work through each stage of the sales process chronologically. You can't jump straight to the close. And if you let it wander off forever, then, then you've done a lot of work for nothing. So the first stage is, is called the qualification stage, where we need to qualify and qualify our prospects, connect with them emotionally, control them, or at least control the journey that they're going to be taking, and let them see that we are the best choice for them by demonstrating credibility and the like. The second stage is clarification. So we need to clarify what it is that we're going to be offering them and tying that in with the relevancy that it has to their situation. So firstly, we need to find that common problem, which may also be a, 
looking for pleasure. It doesn't have to be a painful problem. It could be a great problem like, I don't know which motorbike to buy, or I don't know where to go on vacation next year. And then if we can solve that problem with one of our existing products or services, we introduce it up front. We delineate all the reasons they may like to use our service or product and the benefits or the consequences of making our choice. But then we say, don't take my word for it. And we bundle up the proof as much as possible. So we say, look, here's the scientific proof, here's the numerical proof, here's the social proof why this is a good suggestion for you. And all of these stages, what we're trying to do, there are more stages to come, but all of these stages, what we're trying to do is increase our effectiveness at each step. Like the next step is handling objections. So people will be thinking about objections. So rather than wait, crossing our fingers and hoping that they don't come up, we will instead preempt them. We'll say often people are worried about the money or often people are worried about the time commitment or very frequently people say, well, I need to think about it. I won't be able to make a decision today. Well, let's talk about that right now and clear the air so that it doesn't come up to bite us in the butt later on. And the point of doing this is not to close 100% of deals because you never will. You never will. Um, you're not taking big enough risks if you're closing 100% of the deals. I think it's about giving you the competitive edge in the marketplace, um, not with your customer. You shouldn't be in competition with your customer. You should be in collaboration, but it gives you an advantage. It gives you, it increases your, the odds being in your favor by being 5% better at qualifying, by being 5% better at connecting, by being 10% better at controlling the situation, by doing five more things to demonstrate our credibility than we're doing today by thinking harder about the benefits. You know, I really think, although I do teach closing, it's not closing that you need to focus on. You need to focus on identifying opportunities and then diligently following the process as well as you can. So the first step is qualify and clarify. The third step is quantify, which is where you tell them how much it is and what they're going to get and whatever you can do to reverse the risk or mitigate the risk that might be involved in their purchase. And then you simply ask for the close and we can increase the likelihood of the close happening by injecting some form of legitimate scarcity, some form of legitimate urgency if it exists, and then saying, so are you ready to get started today? That, that's a good process for a sales page, for a script, for a launch sequence, for a conversation, for selling B2B services, and that process might take you a couple of years, or for somebody walking into your store and upselling them on a Mars bar as well as a can of Coke. There are ways of, of, of applying this that may take two minutes or may take two years, but I think they're applicable to almost every sales situation. That's true. When you think of sales pages of, of you know, solopreneurs or small business owners, there's a lot on social proof. I guess mm. you're anticipating what they're thinking. Like, does this really work? That's right. Yeah. Social proof is about saying, don't take my word for it. Social proof is about saying, you are not alone. And if you're familiar with Cialdini's book, which I'm sure you are on influence, you know, social proof is one of his key factors. And there are other forms of proof as well, but social proof is, is the most reassuring one. And social proof is the thing that gets us doing things for the sheer sake of it. You know, the, why are hipster beards fashionable? Because somebody's wearing a hipster beard. So other people start to wear them. Why are why were platform shoes fashionable? Because somebody started wearing them and everyone started wearing them and the other people said, well, I don't want to be left behind. So social proof is enough on its own. Why are you using click funnels? Why are you using Infusionsoft? Well, it does the job, but all of my friends use it. So if you can include that important element, the other thing does it, it's a way of handling objections by third-party stories. 
what you'll often see if anyone teaches you, testimonials are a great source of social proof. If you go on a testimonial writing course or read an article about testimonials, they often recommend that a good testimonial starts with a before and then leads to an after. And the before often includes, here was my problem, and here's why I was hesitant to sign up. I didn't believe that Matthew would be able to double my sales, but I decided to give it a go, and what do you know? So they can say, hey, me too. You know, when someone else can say, hey, that's my story as well, then automatically, I mean, that does so many powerful things, connection and, and credibility and, and third party endorsement and all of these things. And there are different levels of social proof as well. If you can get a celebrity endorsing you, the kind of influencer endorsement is incredibly powerful because we all have these aspirational wishes for ourselves and for our businesses and for our situations. And we will take the recommendation from the people who influence us the most. So social proof is something that I think you can never get enough of. If you go to my single malt mastermind sales page, it's a $99 annual accountability program. I think probably at this stage, and I keep adding to it at this stage, at least 60% of the page is nothing but testimonials. Yeah. Do you sprinkle yeah. them over or do you block them together? They're all at the end. There's, there's like one or two, there's one or two influencer testimonials at the beginning. But then when they get down to the buy now button, if they've bought by then, great. I think if they haven't bought by then, all they need to see is more social proof. I can't mitigate their risk anymore. There's no refunds available on that program. There's nothing else to add. I don't offer any bonuses. But what I can do is say, hey, look, here's 20, 30, 40. I don't know how many people are there today, but I keep adding to it. Here are people like you. They look like you. They sound like you. They do the same job as you. And heck, if you do your Facebook advertising right, you probably know at least two of them. <laughs> so, so you, it, it, I found that to be incredibly powerful. And the number of people who join, they write to me and they say, oh, I signed up because I saw this person used it or because my friend referred to it in a conversation we had or in a Facebook post or I saw their picture on the sales page and I thought, oh, wow, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Isn't the part of this also fear of missing out? If you see everybody's joining a certain program, they're like, I got to be there too. Absolutely. And, and, you know, in our world, there are lots of information junkies, lots of people, especially coaches and teachers and trainers. I work a lot with them and I'm, I'm sure you do as well. You know, we feel that we have to have our knowledge up to scratch. And back in the day, you know, we'd have a narrow area of topic. Teachers would specialize in science or geography or early modern history, and they would read everything over a course of a career that existed about that. Now, for many it's a cruel word, but I'm going to use it anyway, generic online marketing teachers, coaches, or trainers, they feel that they have to be up to date with absolutely everything that's going on. And it's a fantastic opportunity for us who are selling, because if we can come up with some really attractive proprietary intellectual property or some kind of signature system, which we can get 10 people talking about, then the others will say, oh, you know, I haven't done the ask method. I don't know what it is. Therefore, I have to do it. Or what was the one I Googled the other day? The Michigan method, which is um, from the Dominate Web Media guys, you know, Facebook advertising strategy. Are you using the Michigan method? I don't know. I better go and pay a grand to find out what it is. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's so, so funny you say that. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, when launches, when good launches are going on, you got this feeling you've you got to be a part of this community, you've got to buy this program. And exactly this program you mentioned before, the first one you mentioned, I did not buy because you was like, okay, do I really need it? Like, and I'm already, is it, isn't it enough to have the book? You know, it's kind of, uh, we have to be careful, but we can use the strategies and uh, they work. But they it, it's interesting. Do. They certainly do. So when you say it's not about the close, it's about them getting excited through the social proof and all the path and you anticipate everything. So 
I guess you have an FAQ as well because people have questions and it's one of my most popular emails when I'm selling because everything I think they might be thinking, I kind of say, here's the answer. The FAQ is a wonderful tool for handling objections, right? So an objection is anything that is in the prospect's head that is potentially in the way of them doing the deal. So it's going to be questions like, in 90% of cases, will this apply to me in my situation? That's it. So I like it, but in my situation, you know, my clients are different or my situation is unique or it probably won't work for me because that gives you the opportunity to preemptively handle all of those questions. And certainly if the same questions keep coming up, you've either got to do a better job of answering them in your main sales copy or you've got to address them in the FAQ. But there will always be, no matter how good a job you do, whether your sales page is is one page long or 60 pages long, there will always be the special snowflakes who say, but is this for me? Is this right? Is there something here then? This is where the FAQ comes in. And the FAQ answers a lot of the very basic questions that deals with the big objections, time, money, relevance. But it can also be used as, a, as an essential part of the, the sales process. You know, how am I, you can, I've seen connection is very important. You know, I think the vast majority of people do business with me. Yeah, they like the results, but because they like me. I've really not run away from saying, there's a certain cult of personality involved in many of us who are doing these things. And people either want to be like you or they want to be with you. They want to hang out with you. They want to get access to you. And that's certainly the way that I've made purchasing decisions for the large part in the past. And so it gives you a chance to connect with them on a deeper level. So if you can entertain them in the FAQs and if you can delight them in the FAQs and if you can inject some of your personality, if it's relevant, you know, if you're selling socks, I think it's still a good opportunity to inject some brand personality in your FAQs. But you can do that and it's every opportunity to sell. I think every line as a copywriter type, I've done some copywriting in the past and I still do for myself and, and one other client at the moment. I always do a rewrite of any email or any sales page, often multiple rewrites. But one of the major questions I ask, one of my major rewrites is how can I make this more delightful? How can I inject energy and curiosity and personality into every single sentence? And there are a couple of people who excel in this. And it's not always relevant. If it's not your style, if it's not your business, you don't have to do this. But I think the FAQ is not just somewhere where you tell them, what day their card will be charged. That's an opportunity for you to make them smile a little bit and make them more inclined to do what you want them to do. Yeah, there is this company, the Simple Smoothies or something, these little bottles, yeah. And on the back, there's a, the banana phone. You can call the banana phone. Like, and everything, the whole copy, like you said, the essential things are there, but they infuse the whole copy with banana phone and the fruit and da 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 and it makes me smile when I buy the bottle. So it makes sense, but I had not thought about it necessarily about the FAQ section like that. That's great. I, I may have seen, I was in London last week. And I, I think it was Innocent Smoothies. You may be talking yes. about the same one, Innocent. Yes, so it's the same one. Yeah. There was an invitation to visit their factory or their office in West London. And I was actually entertaining the thought of going to a bottling plant in West London just because it was such an attractive prospect. Like, why don't you pop in and see us in Ladbroke Grove? And I thought, well, well, actually, why don't I? That could be fun. I, I, I resisted in the end, but I can't guarantee I'll resist forever. And this was because I bought a $1, one pound bottle of juice. You know, fantastic. Yeah. So, but it has to be your personality. You know, it cannot be made up or fake. It has to be like you are as a person. I think you're on a very short career path if you 
or at least a very difficult one if, if you try to be. We've all got an outside voice and an inside voice, right? We've all got, I'm not the same when I'm on stage as I am when I'm off stage. I'm a lot quieter off stage. I'm a lot less direct. I'm a lot less talkative. I'm a lot less audacious, right? I'm very happy to sit at the back of the room and go home early. But I think that's allowed. If I claim to be a great proponent of animal rights and made all of my copy about animal rights and made people believe that the most important thing in my life is animal rights. And then, I mean, I care for animals, but it's not something I I stay up at night talking about. You know, if I were to ever be challenged on that, then I'd be out of integrity. So I think you have to be in integrity when it comes to what you say and who you are. That's very important. And you want to be a version of yourself. You want to be the best version of yourself, not a different person. That's critical. Mm, Yeah. And you said it's not really about the clothes. So People have come to the FAQ, they have all their question answer, and what is the final base? So if it's a sales page, it's now you're going to do it, right? But if you're having a sales conversation, say you're closing a deal on the phone or in a room if you're selling from the stage, I like to be upfront from the very beginning. I like to say, listen, the whole purpose of our conversation right now, if I'm getting this right, is to see whether or not we should work together. Am I right? Yes, it is good. Fantastic. So why don't we make that decision at the end? I'll, if I can help you, I'll tell you what the options are and you can give me a yes or no. Is that okay? Yes. Then they've relaxed. They're not waiting to be ambushed. They're not waiting to be sprung and everybody's on the same page. The worst thing is if you have a strategy session with someone, lots of coaches do strategy sessions. I've never been able to say that in 10 years. Strategy sessions with their prospective clients is the clients are anxious because they think there's going to be some kind of pivot at the end of the call and they're like I don't want to give too much because I'm afraid I'm, I'm letting myself into a trap and so I prefer to get this up front I say listen are we talking because you want to work with me and they say yes and you can depending on the level of your investment and how much time you have and how much you want to do strategy sessions you might make those barrier to entries really high like I now when I do gigs in in London the only way you can have a sales conversation with me at the end of a gig is if you pay a deposit of 500 pounds because I just don't want to waste my time, you know. So I've got, my, my close is very simple. It's listen, I've got a ton of interesting offers. Well, two interesting offers for you. If you'd like to discuss them, there's a minimum investment of £3,000. And you could spend a lot more than that. And most of my clients do. But in order to have that conversation, if you feel that you qualify, let's put down a refundable, 100% refundable deposit of £500. We'll talk next week. If it's a go, we'll use that £500 as credit. If it's not a go, I push the button and the money's back on your card the same day. And if you can deal with those conditions, then let's talk. I'm really thrilled. And then there's absolutely no question. If you're trying to trick somebody into, you know, I can sort out all of your problems in 20 minutes. And at the end of it, you know, what you really need is my annual mastermind program for only £10,000 then, or $10,000. Then I think you're making life difficult for yourself. Yeah. I like that you are so upfront about it. I also had some strategy that I've noticed that people do generally in launching is they're not hiding that they're launching. So it's upfront set on the landing page of a webinar, for instance, that we will be talking about this program. And then people are not, you know, unhappy or disappointed yeah. when it comes to that part. I think it's about respecting the intelligence of your audience. And I've, this has always been one of my fundamental business principles is that the people I work with are super smart. I mean, super smart, smarter than me. And I count my blessings every day that I get to work with them. And if I were to say, come to a free training session where you'll discover this, this, and this, I'd be doing them a disservice if I didn't announce at the very latest, at the beginning of that training session, geez, I'm going to teach you everything I know. And at the end of it, I'm going to make you an offer so you find out where to get more help. If you're cool with that, sit back, relax. And if you want to leave before the end, that's fine as well. 
when I do my gigs in London, it's the same. I say, listen, lunchtime's coming out. Here's what I'd like to say. If you want to find out more about working with me, I'm going to do a pitch. So stick around for the next 20 minutes if you want to hear it. And if you definitely know you don't want to or you're too hungry to find out, then see you back here in an hour and a half. And so the only people staying are those who have invited themselves in to hear the pitch. And, and yeah, I've watched uh, some good work, great work being done by the guys at, I'm going to say Traffic and Funnels, but I might call that wrong. Traffic and Funnels, real, real deep personality in all their copy. And I, I clicked on one of their ads and I've been followed by their pixel around the internet. And I was invited to attend a webinar and they said in the ad, they said, you're an experienced marketer. We're not going to pretend that this webinar is live. It's not. It's totally pre-recorded. But you should come anyway. <laughs> I thought, cool. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So more authentic. Be yourself. Be upfront that this is about sales. But it's about an opportunity to bring your business forward in most cases. So that's what people want. If you have nothing to hide, you can get away with more. And by get away with more, I mean, you can ask for more, you get people more deeply connected to you, your word will be taken more readily. You know, if you're naked, then people don't worry if you've got something up your sleeve, right? So I think if you can show the world what you're about from day one, then you're going to become more magnetic. And magnetism, of course, is goes both ways, you, you're both attractive and repellent. So some people will say, I don't like that. And other people will say, I love that. But unless you're strong, unless you're very bold about who you are, what you stand for, and how you treat the people in your world. It's all about being authentic. Yeah. We try. Yeah. We try. Thank you, Matthew, for coming on this show and sharing your process with my listeners. It's been a pleasure. And pleasure has been mine. <laughs> I'll see you around, possibly in London again, sometime soon. Thank you, and great to connect. You're the best. Thank you so much for having me. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 140. There you'll also find links to Matthew and show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.